0: So Imperic Aleph of Basiligani, we defined that the mission here in this world is to make this world into a garden, into <laughs> Adira Li Yisbarak Batakainen. Adira In Imperic Bays, we continued to define how to accomplish it the eskafia and this which we learn from the avidas the sacrifices which were brought in the mishkan and in the base and in peric gimel we spoke about shtus mm-hmm. and we said that this is what gets in the way This is the challenge which we have in accomplishing this Aveda. It's the shtus, the foolishness, which twists, which perverts our perception of godliness in the world around us, which fools us into thinking false things about what's going on and it doesn't allow us to recognize the MS and the chayim, the truth and the life of Godliness. After we spent two packed years discussing the sh'tus, so most of you are feeling, uh, what are we going to do? <laughs> the sh'tus is just there; it's everywhere. How are we going to get away from the shtus? How are we going to get away from the shtus? So in Perik Dalid, the Fidu the Mimer is going to teach us that ultimately the stuss is limited. It's true. The shtus is big, it's scary. Thank you. It's true that the stuss is very damaging, but ultimately, it's limited. It can't cover everything. And as long as we tap into that essence, which is not affected by the shtos, we'll be able to overcome the shtos. And in parik K, the final parik of the Maymer, we're going to speak about Shtustikhtusha, which we practically use to combat the Shtusta Let's see over here in Perak Dalid on page page forty one on your in your copies. The parak Dalit starts off with the word Amnam, however. <coughs> it's saying, however, because, like we just said, the stus is big, it's powerful, it's everywhere. And you can't really avoid it. Because at the end of the day, you do need to eat. And in the food that you eat, there is stus. You do need to sleep. You do need to relax. And in everything that you do, there's a covering of shtus. And that covering of shtus is going to affect you somehow or other. If you focus on it, if you have a geschmack in it, it's going to affect you really badly as we described earlier. If you try not to focus on it, then the effect... Is probably a little bit softer, a little bit gentler. But there's going to be an effect, and the accumulated effect is also damaging. So the Maimurvi here says, This that the animal soul covers over the godly soul. And as we've discussed, necessarily so. For the godly soul to be here in this world it needs to clothe itself inside of the animal soul there's no other way for it to be here the godly soul can't be here in this world on its own it needs to clothe itself inside of the animal soul so the animal soul is going to be covering over it and as the animal soul gets thicker and fatter it's going to cover over it in a way that doesn't allow the godly soul that's inside to be seen, to be felt, to be recognized. And the, the Mimer continues, that means, <coughs> the Amen. the which covers over, and it hides, al on the light of truth, on revelation. that means, Das was Welt, is Mailam of This, that world hides godliness. And that's built into the word Eilam and the concept of Eilam. The word "aylam," as we've said so many times, comes from the language of "halam ve'haster. It conceals. And that's what the concept of "aylam" is. Hashem created a world. What does it mean Hashem created a world? What was there before Hashem created the world? What was there? Hashem. Just Hashem. Our ain't safe. What did Hashem need to do in order to create a world? He needed to do tsimtsum to hide himself he needed to conceal himself the whole concept of the creation of a world is concealment if there would just be hashem we wouldn't be able to see david and hashem said david is so beautiful david is so pure david is so holy i want to be able to see david so how am i going to do that I'm going to hide myself so that you could see David. If I haven't exhausted yet the analogy, as a puppeteer does when he makes a puppet show, in order to make the puppet show, he needs to hide himself. And it's only through hiding himself that he's able to make a puppet show. The puppet will not mean anything if you just see the puppeteer talking. The reason why the puppets are entertaining and exciting, and the puppeteer can theoretically convey an important message, a valuable message through these puppets, is because he hides himself. So the word Eilam and the concept of Eilam is connected to concealment. And the world conceals Hashem. However, the objective of the puppet is to conceal Hashem so that Hashem can be here inside of this world. And how does Hashem come here inside of this world? Through David so David's objective is not really to hide Hashem David's objective is through hiding Hashem to bring Hashem here because if David wouldn't hide Hashem then Hashem would never be able to be here there wouldn't be a here but Hashem would never be able to be here so in order that Hashem should be able to be here, Hashem hides himself in David so that through David he can come here. In the language of the... Is that understood? In the language of the... Just, let me just read the sentence. This that the world hides godliness hurak al It's only on the midas of the godly soul. The mides of the godly soul means its expressions, its way of talking, its way of, of, of feeling, its presentation, its structure. Not on the essence of the godly soul. The essence of the godly soul is the identity of Hashem. And the identity of Hashem is not something just which is not being concealed, it's something which is actually being revealed. The identity of Hashem, in a certain way, is revealed more here than it is, for example, in Gan Eden, Because in Gan Eden. What are you revealing, as we've said earlier in our discussions in this Mimer, what are you revealing in Ganeidim? What do you have in Ganeidim? In Ganeidim you have godliness. And what do you have here in this world when you look at David? David, what do you have? You don't have godliness, what do you have? You have God. You have the Eibishter himself. The essence of Hashem. In Gan Eden, the reason why Gan Eden is so amazing is because Gan Eden is a place where you feel godliness, where you see godliness. It's like a vacation spot, as we've discussed. It's a vacation spot. A vacation spot where godliness is playing and on display and... Every, but it's all the structure, the externality of godliness. In order that we should be here and that we should have free choice, Hashem hides all of that. And it makes it difficult sometimes for you to wake up in the morning. It makes it difficult sometimes for you to do a mitzvah, for you to give tzedakah, for you to have avas Yisrael, and so on and so forth. It makes it difficult. But when you do what you're emphasizing in doing that is the atmos of the nefesh alikis and ultimately while the nefesh abahamis is able to make us forget about hashem sometimes it's only able to make us forget about hashem when it comes to the structure of godliness but it's not able to make us forget about Hashem when it comes to the essence of God. And that's what this parak, this chapter of Basiligani is going to explain. Let's read inside. The Hinaiksif. Yeah, sorry. Can I just ask really quickly when you have a, a, the Midois of the, the godly soul that's how it expresses itself, I'm assuming those are like the actual Midois. So it's like, what does it look like when the Midois are expressing themselves? It looks very simple. The Mida of chesed, for example, of the godly soul, will express itself, for example, in loving Hashem. That means that you wake up in the morning and you say, I love chesedis! I'm so excited to wake up for chesedis! But that doesn't often happen. You just wake up in the morning and I say... Is it Tuesday today? Speak for mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm talking. I'm only speaking for myself. I'm not speaking for you. And so then the opposite would be um, if you were to say, "Oh, I, you know, I love ice cream and basketball, or whatever." And that would be. That's the midas of, of the nefesh, the nefesh, of nefesh Bahamas. Right. So the midas of the nefesh of Bahamas cover over the midas of the nefesh lekuz. Mm-hmm. That instead of loving Hashem, I don't feel that love necessarily. Mm-hmm. Expressing itself in me. I don't sit down with a sitter and say, Wow, I'm about to dive and this is so exciting. I sit down with a sitter and say, Okay, how much longer is it going to be till I could go down to breakfast? But we say that the animal soul is the soul of passion and that's the one that's actually doing the loving and that's why we have to kind of direct it in the way of. Exactly. Context. So our job is to help the animal soul be. Um, consumed in the fire, and the excitement, in the love of that godly soul. That's our job, to bring a carbon, to take the animal soul and make it a carbon. However, the shtus of this world makes it very difficult sometimes to do that job. So now, in order to encourage us, in order to help us, the mimer telling us the shtus of this world has its limitations. And when you recognize that the sh'tus of this world has its limitations, you realize that you have a starting point. And that starting point is what's able to make sure that you don't get completely overwhelmed in the sh'tus, and then you're able to do your job, that the nefesh alikis should not conceal even the mides of the nefesh alikis. That even the, the, the feelings, the emotions of the nefesh the godly soul should also be able to be expressed. Good? The, the Ruach is that the um Nefesh Bahamas's Chachma? The Rshtus is the Nefesha Bahamas's uh, the, the, the is the Roshtus is the Nefesha Bahamas' Midas. The eunuch, if it says in the Pasuk, Yaakov is the rope of his inheritance. So those of you who were with me for Egeres HaTshuva are excited to see this Pasuk again. It says it says in the Pasuk, Yaakov is the rope of his inheritance. What does it mean, Yaakov is the rope of his inheritance? It means that there's Eibishter and there's us. And we could be, so to speak, millions of miles away but we're connected and if you're connected it doesn't matter how far you are there was a girl who was connected to the different firm organizations in the city where she grew up she was a balas and she was very much connected to Chabad and involved in Chabad and she was also connected uh, to the other from Sholovidur. The rabbi of the from there told her once, she's, he said to her, listen, I respect Chabad. I think that Chabad is a wonderful organization, but I am asking you, I don't think that you should marry a Chabad boy. So she says, why not? She says, he says, he tells her because you go to marry a bad boy he's going to go with you on <laughs> And when you go on shlichus, then it's like taking a pot, which is on a boiling fire, and moving it somewhere else. At the end of the day, it's going to get cooled off. It's going to become cold. You need to stay in a Jewish community. You need to stay somewhere where the fire is still exciting you and there for you. So she went to her chabad rabbi and she told him what this other rabbi said and she said what do i do so the chabad rabbi said you know he's bringing up a very good point and it's true if you take a pot off of the fire it's going to get cold but that's only if the heat is coming from the fire however a pot which is plugged in you could take it wherever you want Mm -hmm. and it's gonna stay hot." A Chabad is plugged in. He's connected. This is what it means, Yaakov Chevel Nachlasay. Yaakov Chevel Nachlasay means that the Neshama of Ayid is plugged in. Yaakov, Yaakov is the Neshama. It's not just the Neshama. Yaakov is the Neshama as it's down here below, as opposed to the level of Yisrael, Yisrael is also my name. But nobody calls me Yisrael. Because you look at me, you see a Yakiv. You don't see a Yisrael. Yisrael is a holy person. A person who's up there, who's involved. Yaakov is the Akiv, It's the heel. It's the very bottom. The the, the the part that's putting itself inside of the sock and the shoe. That's the Yaakov. That's the Akiv. But... It says in the Pasuk that Yaakov Chavonachla says, this is a Pasuk that Meishu taught us. is the rope of the, and the, his inheritance. That means that Yaakov is directly connected to the Ebeshter. So we may be the bottom of the rope but it doesn't matter because the rope is plugged in. The rope is connected. And it's always connected. And the Mimer continues and says, The the connection that the Neshama has to godliness. who It's a rope which is intertwined from 613 different threads. What does that mean? It's a rope which is intertwined from 613 different threads. It means that when Hashem created the world... Hashem created the world that everything should fit together. We said earlier in Basilegani that Eina Ba Betrunya Hashem doesn't come and expect of us things that we cannot accomplish. Imagine there was some brilliant company called Apple and they made telephones Pair Right? Operating. They made telephones and they made millions of telephones and they had apps. The only problem is that the apps didn't work on the same operating system as the telephone. The apps work with Windows and the telephone works with Safari, right? So you have a problem over there. Nobody would do something like that. Anybody who wants to sell a product is going to make sure that the product and everything that it does is all (coughs) working together. And they try to create a bigger and bigger and bigger network of everything that it should all work together. It should all work on the same operating system. Hashem created a world. And some of us think that Hashem created a world and there are different operating systems over here. Some of us think that our nefesh ali kisses an apple and our nefesh is a Windows, or vice versa. I'm not getting into politics over here, <laughs> but the, the the point is that we, we're on different operating systems. That the Danish, which we eat, is one operating system. And the Maimer, which we learn, is another operating system. That the Wall Street, where we earn our livelihood, is one operating system. And the the Shul, where we daven, is another operating system. But that's ridiculous. No computer programmer would do something like that. How can you... Suggests that Hashem would do something like that. If Hashem created a world, there's no question that He created the whole entire world and everything inside of it to merge together. To work in yun sin. To be able to operate on the same terms. And that's called OS 613. That's what it is. That's the operating system of the whole entire Seder When I say the whole entire Seder we're talking all the way back to Atzilus, if you know where that is. Later you'll check it out for Google, on Google Maps. I actually one time tried my Google Maps to see if it could take me to Atzilus. And it said, no path found from here to there. <laughs> so it shows how much Google knows. <laughs> so, there's All the way back to Atzilus, and then all the way through the whole entire Tzedah Ishtalshus, which is this huge process. But all the way down to Asiyah Gashmis, to our physical world, everywhere along the way, there is this OS 613, which is operative. And that OS 613 is operated by the Neshama. And that is recognized in this rope of the neshama. The rope of the neshama has 613 threads. And those 613 threads, of course, correspond to the 613 mitzvahs. That every single mitzvah is another thread. Every single mitzvah is another energy. It's another lifeline. And all 613 threads together form a rope. And that rope causes my connection. Now, there are sometimes certain things on your phone which don't work properly, certain pixels which got broken, etc. But the phone still works. The phone could still work without this, without that. But there are certain things that if you break inside of the phone, then the phone is done. It's finished. There's nothing to talk about. It's the same thing also with this rope. There are certain threads or wires, whatever you want to call them, within this rope that are essential and certain ones which are less so. And you could fool yourself when you cut one of the wires, which is less essential, and convince yourself that the rope is still just as good as it was. That's the Ruach shtus, which we learned about. But when it comes to those essential parts of the rope... You're going to cut it, and the phone is going to be just a paperweight. And that's no good. Let's learn inside. Again, the Hiskashus Haneshama Balikos, the connection of the neshama to godliness, Hu Chevel, it's a rope, HaShazer Mitayag which is intertwined of 613 threads. The Chevel HaNeshama, the Chevel Hu Atzma. The rope Which is made from all of these 613 threads. That is the neshama. What is the neshama? The neshama is not just a life energy inside of me. The neshama is a life energy which is connected to life. What is life? We said earlier in the ma'amar that Hashem, Hu Aleikim, uh, uh, Chayim, who uh, 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 the who is a god of life, is a god of truth. That what is life? Life is Eivishter. What does it mean that the neshama is life? It means that the neshama is a hamshacha, a drawing down of Eivishter into me. So what is the neshama? The neshama is this rope which is connected to Hashem. And if you cut off the rope, Rahmanul, you're basically ruining the neshama. The neshama isn't there anymore. It's not that the nishama is there. It just doesn't have its connection. There is no neshama. This is the idea of spiritual death. Absolutely. This is the idea of karis. Definitely. So this is the neshama itself. The neshmasay shal adam. The soul of a person who hachavah. This is the the rope which connects him to godliness. That's what the neshama is. And therefore, The neshama itself is intertwined of 613 threads. As it says at the end of Tanya, The neshama klula mitaryag k'ichos. That the Nishama has 613 different powers inside of it. That each one of these powers corresponds to a mitzvah. And the reason for this is the Amr Razal, our sages say, Chayav Adam, Loimar, Mishvili, Nivra It says in the Mishnah and in the Gemara in Sanhedrin that Adam Harishan was created alone. Why was Adam Harishin created alone so that every single j- person, whoever exists, should realize that he is like Adam Harishin. And if you're going to say, let him do it, there is no him. Just like Adam Arisha knew that it's either him or it doesn't get done, we each have to recognize about ourselves as well that it's us or nothing. You need to do the job or the job will not get accomplished. Bishvili <inaudible> The world was created for me. What does it mean the world was created for me? What's world? You all know already. What's a'ilam? The a'ilam humilashan. Halem comes from the language of helem, of concealment. What does it mean, the world was created for me? It means Hashem concealed himself for me. What does it mean Hashem concealed himself for me? It means for David, (coughs) so that David should find him. Hashem concealed himself for me, that I should find him. When I am faced with a challenge, with an obstacle in my life. What is a challenge? A challenge is basically a concealment of godliness. right? What is a challenge? A challenge is something which is getting in my way. What's my way? So hopefully my way is a path which is to do good, to learn Torah, to do mitzvahs, to reveal my neshama. What's a challenge? A challenge is something which either because there's three general areas where challenges present themselves. Bani, that's anything connected to children, whether married, life, um, um, children, nachas from children and all of that. Bani, Chaye, is health, anything connected to health. And Mizayni, Parnasa, livelihood, anything connected to livelihood these are the three areas where challenges present themselves. And if in one of these three areas there's a challenge which is preventing me from being able to do what I need to do, that challenge is saying, it's saying that the godliness which I feel I'm supposed to be projecting, it's going to stop me from doing and sometimes the challenges are difficult, painful, overwhelming. That sometimes the challenges that they just they feel insurmountable. And I look at this challenge and I say, Ebrister, hey, what do you want from me? What do you, you you want me to get to where I'm supposed to get? Then why are you putting this over here? In other words, the challenge is convincing me, too. It's convincing me as well that the Eibishter is not there. Come Chazal, and Chazal say, Chayev Adam leymar bishvili nevra Ilam. You know why there is this concealment? It's there for me. Hashem is playing hide and go seek. Hashem is hiding so that I should find Him. Mm-hmm. There's the famous story of the Maggid <clears throat> who was walking in the street once, and he sees a little girl crying. <clears throat> and he asks her, why are you crying? And she says, I'm crying because I was playing a game of hide-and-go-seek with my friends. And I got a really good hiding place and they looked for me and looked for me and then they gave up and went home and left me hiding over here in the hiding place. And they're not looking for me anymore. And the Maggid says, this is exactly what the Abishter feels. Hashem says, I'm going to hide myself. I'm going to conceal myself on that day. Hashem is hiding from us. Hashem... Wants us to find him. The concealment is there for me. Not to walk away from. Not to get deflated from. But to push through in order to be able to find him. The the every single person needs to say, the Halim Nivra Bishvili. The Halem. The original tzimtzum, Hashem concealed himself so that I can be here. It was created for me. What does it mean it was created for me? It was created for me to bring godliness into, as we said earlier, to refine it and to purify it. But the question is, how am I supposed to do that? How am I supposed to do that? If I'm on one operating system and the concealment is on a different operating system, how can I possibly plow through this concealment? So the answer is, you're not. You're not in a different operating system. The whole entire world and everything in it was creating with, created with one operating system. And that operating system is the power of your neshama. And your neshama can get through anything, any challenge, any darkness, any pain. Your neshama can get through it. Your neshama isn't limited by it. Adam, a person who bitsir ramach gidim, a person is made up of 248 limbs, 365 sinews. That means your physical body even is made up of the number 613. Your physical body is made up of six hundred and thirteen parts. Why is your physical body made up of six hundred thirteen parts? Shem b'mispar taryak. That's the number of six thirteen. Because the lachen. Because kol hamadrigas bishtauslosim b'mispar hazeh. Everything inside of the whole entire histauslos is this number. Vilachen and therefore gam b'haneshama harayesh taryak koyches. Also, inside of the neshama, there are 613 powers, as we said earlier, Shabahem, Tuyim, Tayag Mitzvah, and in them are dependent the 613 mitzvahs. So don't worry. Don't get concerned that here you are facing such an obstacle, because ultimately you have the power inside of you before that obstacle, before the obstacle even exists to get through the obstacle. Like when you're playing Donkey Kong. That the programmer who put the what, what is it in Donkey Kong the in your way? the barrels? The programmer who put the barrels over there gave you the power to jump over them. He never would have put the barrels over there without a power that you have to jump over them. That means the same power that exists inside of those barrels to knock you down is the same power that you have. To leap over them and not get in the spell, not get affected by them, and then go to the next barrel and leap over it as well. And the more barrels that are coming at you, the more power you have to jump. Because it's the same power. It can't be. What if there's going to be a barrel that I won't be able to jump over? It's not possible. It's not possible. Because it's the same program, it's the same operating system. That's the point. You, there cannot be a barrel that you can't jump over. It's impossible. That's the point that we're making over here. The point is that, <speaking in Hebrew> that <speaking in Hebrew> Hashem says this world <speaking in Hebrew> this concealment that you're facing, the world ultimately was only created in order to reveal godliness. The world was never created to conceal godliness. It was created so that you, David, could be here to reveal godliness. It was revealed so that you should be able to bring godliness into it. And therefore, there cannot be anything from the aylam, from the helam, that can conceal you so much that you're not able to get past it. It's impossible. It's like there was a time when during one of the Arab rules in Eretz Yisrael so the rulers in their hatred turned the Qaisal Hamaravi area into a garbage dump. And yeah, they hated us well before there was a Zionist movement they hated us well before there was Jews controlling Eretz Yisrael but okay that's a different story the the, this the garbage dump was went on for hundreds of years to the point that people forgot that there was even a Kaisal Hamaravi there it was just like a garbage dump that's all there was and then one person came and he decided to reverse this problem. So he went into the garbage dump and he hid a bunch of gold coins over there. And then he spread rumors. And he said that there's a treasure buried at the mm-hmm. bottom of the garbage dump. And people went and they started searching and they found gold coins. And this convinced them that there's many, many, many more gold coins on the bottom. And the whole garbage dump was cleared up. And after they cleared up the whole garbage dump, there was a tremendous rain that just washed all the dirt away. And the kaisal was there in all of its glory for everyone to see. And people said, where's the treasure? I said, look right in front of you. <laughs> that's where it is. But ultimately, this story conveys the message that if your job is to build that kaisal, maybe that's beyond your capability. But the kaisal is already there. The kaisel is already there, the gani, the gnuni, it's already there. All you have to do is clear away the garbage, clear away the stos, so that the kaisel should be able to shine. And being that, that's built into the very essence of the whole creation, that it's gani, gnuni, makim, that everything is about. Taryag and you're built in order to be able to perform those Tariyag mitzvahs with Tariyag kachis and, and shamma with tariag nimen, and so on and so forth. Being that the whole, everything is all built in order to be able to get that across. Therefore, there's nothing that could get in the way. I'm sorry, we're <coughs> getting I'm, uh, a little bit tight on time. I want to try to finish this space today. I'm going to continue to read. The chevel zed neshama, this rope of the neshama, haray miskasher belikus. It's connected to godliness. Ukmeiach chevel, just like a rope. She reishei echad kasher lemaila, one end of it is tied above. Ve reishei hashenikasher mata, the other end of it is tied below. And when that rope is connected, then it doesn't matter, as I said earlier, if it's millions of miles apart from one end to the other end, the tremors of one end will reach the other end. It's connected. It's one thing. <laughs> Through the rope, you have hiskashos, you have connection. <laughs> that they should be connected. As I've told you too many times, the guy who got on the phone. Um, uh, to his friend when cordless telephones first came out and he's speaking to his friend all excitedly and he says Robert you won't believe it I'm speaking to you on a phone and there is no wires I don't understand how does this work without any wires and in the back his wife says and with the wires you do understand how it works so the the point is that the rope, the Heskashros, makes it one, makes it la'achadim. Hine k'moykein similarly, hu gamkein b'chevel ha also, in the rope of the neshama. Sh'rei she'echad kosher one end of it is tied above. And that's the connection of the lower hey. That means in Hashem's name, yud ke-vav, ke there are two heys. There's a higher hey and a lower hey. The connection of the lower hey, that's malchus. That's where the neshama comes from. The neshama emerges from that lower hey. And therefore, it's tied to that lower hey. But that lower hey is part of Hashem's name. It's part of the letters, yud ke-vav, that comes before it. And that's the upper end of the rope it's interesting the rabbi points this out that over here it doesn't say it says one end and one end because there's no high first and second the the end that's tied below is just as important as the end which is tied above one end of it is tied below and that is the illumination of the nishama which is tied here inside of the physical body to give it life vizahu yakif khaval nakhlasa this is the meaning of yakif khaval nakhlasa yakav is the rope of his inertness digambi madrigas anamukh even in the lowest levels shahim bibkhinas akvayim, that they are the level of the heel the yakav the heel hinay al yaday khaval the nishama him kshurbatmus through the rope of the neshama, they're connected to the essence of Hashem. It's as if the they, the neshamis, the neshama that's inside of you and inside of me, the neshama is the inheritance from above. That means it's a continuation of Hashem. So through the nishama we're connected to Hashem in the ultimate connection. So therefore, this connection is a connection which we're never ready to give up. There's nothing in the world that can make us want to give up the connection that this nishama has. If something comes and it doesn't feel like it's affecting that connection, that I'm able to hear, I'm able to listen to. A cinnamon Danish, I'm able to eat. But, to affect the neshama's connection, to eat that cinnamon Danish on Yom Kippur or on Pesach, that I would never do. It's impossible. The idea of rejecting Thing Hashem's truth, God forbid. Or an avera that the punishment for this avera is KaRis. KaRis means cut, to be completely cut off. They affect the connection itself of the neshama. That means it affects the essence of the neshama the essence of the soul and the essence of the soul is not something that any jew ever wants to give up on because the essence of the soul is the essence of him and you can't give up on your essence you could give up on side things but you can't give up on your essence as it says in the pasuk it says your sins separate between you and your God. It doesn't say between you and God. It says between you and your God. What does it mean your sins separate between you and your God? Who is your God? So your God means your connection to Hashem. What's your connection to Hashem? That's your Nishama. What do the sins do? The sins cause a break, a separation, a sh'tus, a ruach sh'tus, that covers over, that conceals, that blocks, that acts thick, that builds plaque, plaque, in the neshama's connection to The De'eleikeichem perish aleka shelachem. Alekecha means your God. Hainu halekust shabaneshama. Ve'inyanim eilu, but these things, the meaning, the kfira, or the aveyre shehi b'karis, these things which are so powerful, so deeply impacting, hare heim noigim b'chalus they touch, they affect the general connection, the connection itself. And since they affect the connection itself, therefore, they have this huge impact. And that's why Yidin pull back from them, because they feel, a Yid feels, this is something that's going to distract my neshama. This is something that's going to get in the way of me. I'm ready to give up on Things that I feel are not really making a big difference in my Yiddishkeit, but something which is defining me as a Jew—that's my essence, and that I can't give up on. V'yodua, it's known. Dal etzem haneshama, and the essence of the neshama, ein shum Dover umaster. There is nothing that can conceal. We've said. Earlier in the third chapter of the meimer that a person feels that they can take a puff of a cigarette why because the puff of the cigarette they feel doesn't affect them but nobody's going to drink a cup of tar nobody's going to drink a cup of tar why because that everyone feels the immediate effect that it's having on them on the essence of the neshama There's nothing that hides. There's nothing that conceals. And therefore, When something happens that this thing affects the general connection of his neshama, he feels that this means that he's not going to be connected to Ebeshter anymore. He's not going to bow down to an Zara, to an idol, to a cross. He's not going to reject Judaism in that way. When something happens, that affects the general connection of his neshama, mm-hmm. that he feels that this is going to separate me from Hashem. This is something I am not able to do. As we mentioned earlier, the ish remember these words, a yid, and he does not want in any way nor can he be God forbidly he par Melikus separated from godliness even a person who deadened his senses who numbed his discernment who no longer is able to feel holiness and unholiness. But there are certain things he feels. There are certain things that he feels. And those things he's not going to do. But other Averis that are just a little Averila. They're just a little Avera. They're not a real big big, um, he's, it's not one of the big three. It's not one of the big ten. It's just a little Averila. She'enam That they're not Averis which are punishable with kares. Harei heim nimim pratiyim. They are individual strands. kolkach. That's why they're not felt by him so much. That's why the roshdos is able to cover them over. So this is the limitation of the roshdos. The roshdos can hide the details, but it can't hide the essence. It can obscure the side buildings of godliness, of holiness, of spirituality, but it can't obscure the essence of Hashem. And therefore, when something happens to me that is affecting that essential connection that's something which I'm not able to overlook. The Hagam, even though the al Achas mitzvah Savaya, when a person transgresses one of the Mitzvahs of Hashem, Asher that Hashem commanded to do, and he does not do them, that means any Mitzvah. That I do not perform, even saying Shema at its proper time. There's a Zman Krishma every single day. And every single day, Shema needs to be said at that time or before that time. And if, God forbid, I don't say Shema at that time, so maybe I'm able to turn over and continue sleeping in bed. But the truth is that a major mistake occurred. Or, God forbid, I do something which Hashem said not to do, and I do it. Even if it's just saying a little Gishmak, piece of Lashanhara Hara. Even if it's just doing a little fun piece of Bittl Teira. But something that Hashem said not to do, and I do it through this the individual strand is separated the because in this detail call it is the entire essence of this detail and therefore you're you're ruining one Fundamental strand. And you only have 612 left. Or 611. Rachman islam And furthermore. So not only did you destroy this strand. But now the rope also is weaker. Because it's no longer a rope. Which is as thick as it was earlier. Ve'chevel zeis. I'm sorry, so nevertheless, being that they are only individual strands, he doesn't feel it so much. It, it, he doesn't feel it. because The same way you don't feel that single puff of the cigarette. The single puff of the cigarette you don't feel. Because it's just an individual strand. V'hainu in this, the midos of the Nefesh of Bahamas, which, as we said earlier, Adam, is the love that the Nefesh of has for Gashmias, or the antagonism that the Nefesh of Bahamas feels to anything that's disrupting it from its Gash- Gashmias, it overwhelms it covers over it's a ruach shtus, which is concealing the midas of the nefesh kis, which is the love that the nefesh feels for katlchkeit for holiness for spirituality so that is able to occur the midas of the nefesh are able to obscure the midas of the nefesh meaning that he does not feel the light or the life of godliness he doesn't feel the excitement of godliness and this is what allows me to sin how is it possible that a little of her I should do the Hainu, that is, it's the of the Sitra Acha, which covers over and hides the light of truth. You don't feel the godly light in, in it. But the problem is that what happens? when you have something which isn't functioning optimally. From not functioning optimally, usually it doesn't start to function more optimally. On the contrary, it functions less and less. That means if you have certain things that aren't working, it's going to get worse and worse. If something is functioning perfectly, then you're much more sensitive to make sure that nothing goes wrong. But if this isn't working, then, this is by people as well, if a person is not the way that he should be, that means it's just a small thing. his, His head is hurting. But if his head is hurting, then he's likely also to make mistakes, to do things which he shouldn't do, to maybe express himself in ways that he shouldn't express himself, and make things much worse, in ways that he would never do if he was feeling good and he was feeling healthy and he was all good. Right? This is the way it is in the neshama as well. If the neshama is missing this strand and that strand, then, it can often lead that more and more strands of the neshama should get cut. And sometimes, it has devastating results. That's what the Mayim the, concludes over here. The, this chapter, and so, he descends God forbid from descent to descent from from low to low from low to low until he does something which is forbidden God forbid that means if the Neshama would come over if the if the Yeats hara would come over to me and say, come, let's watch a movie together. I would tell the Yeatsahara go jump in the lake. Are you crazy? What are you thinking? I'm gonna go watch a movie with you? I don't wanna have anything to do with you. So what does the Yetsahara do? The Yatsahari says, Come, let's learn together. <laughs> let's learn. Let's 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 sit down and learn together. And while the yitzhak is learning with me, so the yitzhak convinces me that in my learning I should have a feeling of haughtiness, a little feeling, a slight feeling of haughtiness in learning and Torah, but but a little feeling of haughtiness in my learning. And that feeling of haughtiness then the neshama taps into, and the neshama uses it slowly, slowly to the, to, to just um uh, separate myself from my friends, to just um uh, indulge in certain pleasures, permissible pleasures, and so on and so forth. But just, just, just. Until, I go from low to low, that the Nishama is able to convince me, now, the the, the the Yitzhar, excuse me, is able to convince me to do something which is forbidden, God forbid. That's where the Rosh does affect. So again what this chapter presented to us is the limitations of the roshdos. The limitation of the roshdos is that the roshdos is able to obscure small pieces but it's not able to obscure the essence. And therefore what I need to do in order to battle the roshdos and this is where we're going to go into parakeh how to actually battle the roshdos is I need to tap into that essence. And if I tap into that essence, then I'm able to spread out from the essence to repair the damage on the individual strands which was done by the Nefesh by the Yetzirah, and eventually to completely push away the Rukhtos and allow that godliness should be revealed through me. Kitzer, in summary, Yamshich. We concluded, the ruchdos mechasa rakala, midis the nepheshalikis, the ruchdos covers over only the midus of the godly soul, and not on its essence and its essential connection to a bishter.